Hi, this is Max Mason. Welcome to Path to the Podium. Hi, Alex. Welcome to Path to the Podium. Hi, Max. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. And I think the best start for us will be the start of your motorsport career. So where did the, your initial um, interest in motorsport begin? Yeah, so um, I've been surrounded by cars my whole life. I've been watching it since I was, well, since I was about five. And I started karting when I was eight years old. And I've been doing it for, I, well, I, I've done it for seven years up until I was 14 years old. And yeah, it basically came about where my parents basically took me to the supercar race at Queensland Raceway. And then from then on, they surprised me with the go-kart. And then that's how it started. So yeah, pretty cool. And then from there, during karting, so obviously eight years is quite a long time in that. So um, no, uh, from eight years old, that's really young. Uh, how was your initial process in karting and what were some achievements that you that you had? Yeah, so obviously the first, first few months were a little bit rough as it is for anyone starting a new sport. But yeah, obviously I loved every step of the way. I had heaps of people supporting me, so that made it a lot easier. So yeah, I definitely had some highlights like... Um, winning the Ron Duffield Gold Award at Warwick when I was back in Cadet 12 and then winning, most recently, winning the KA3 Junior Club Championship at Ipswich. So, yeah, those are my two highlights and, yeah. And then um, for for in your process of karting, um, what were some um, big learning points that you took to your process into cars? Yeah, so I, was, I went down to Norwell Motorflex and did a few training days in their 86. So that was the main thing that helped me learn and get into cars. But when I was in karting, I like, I didn't, I didn't realize that I was going to go, that I was going to try and go pro, but then it occurred to me late, like late 2020 that I wanted to. So then that was sort of on my mind for the, for those few years, sort of thinking to myself, right, what's the next step that I'm going to take here to make my career a, lo- a long one? So, yeah. And then, then you're now you're transitioning into cars. How was, how was that kind of process? Because I know you went into Excel. So how, how was that kind of transition from a go-kart into an Excel? Yeah, so obviously vastly different. Obviously, you've got manual gearbox, big suspension, brakes on all four on all four wheels. So it was definitely a, a big learning curve. But um, yeah, it was obviously it was very fun, very enjoyable. Taught me all I needed to know. And in a way, I, I do miss karting. I do miss like the years there, hanging out with my friends and enjoying like enjoying racing with all my mates and. That sort of thing. But yeah, definitely um, the transition into cars was a hard one, but I'm very glad that I took it when I did. And then obviously you were selected for the Asia Pacific Ferrari Driver Academy. How was you know that kind of selection process and how did you kind of make your way into there? Yes, obviously that was um that was amazing, such an amazing experience. So um basically we heard of it, we heard about the whole event from a friend of ours and we decided to apply just to put our name out there, not really expecting much seeing as I'd only just started in cars, but then yeah, obviously we got selected and went over to Malaysia and drove at the Sepang International Circuit in the Formula Four car. So that was a very, very cool experience. And then being able to make the top six and have an extra day of testing was, um, it was just un- it was such an unreal experience. And I'm so grateful to have had that behind me. And, and what kind of testing and preparation did you do in the lead up to, to this um, Ferrari Driver Academy um, selections? Yeah, so I did, I did one test day in a Formula Four at Winton. 
And um, there's a there's a simulator place called VR Motorsports that sponsor me, and I do a lot of my training there. There, it's full motion simulator. So I was in there for like hours, probably too much. But um, yeah, that was that was my main that was my main source of preparation, and it really helped me because as soon as I got over there, yes, it was a little bit different to the sim, but it was like it was familiar to me. So it definitely made it made it made a big difference there. And now your your future kind of process into um, cars is going towards the radical path. So do you want to walk through all the test days you've done, all the kind of everything, go into much, as much detail as you can about what your kind of process into going into the um, Super Sport Championship is? Yeah, so obviously it's a um, similar thing. I'm still doing the training at VR Motorsports for the radical and um, I've had one test day so far. At, I'm at Morgan Park, and obviously, it's been quite difficult to get test days in. Seeing as the car and the team that I'm in, Volante Rosso, they're based down in Sydney, and the engines were just getting rebuilt, so it was, it was hard to get test days in. But I've been doing a lot of sim training, a lot of physical training, preparing myself for the car because it is a high downforce car much like the formula four was and it's long races of up to 50 minutes and we've got tracks on the calendar like phillip island bathurst ones that are quite physical and definitely mentally draining so yeah i've been doing a lot of physical training as well just building up my stamina and overall overall strength and yeah i'm really looking forward to the start of the season and um we're hoping that it's going to take me through the gt paths and then hopefully end up racing the le mans 24 hour in three to four years time awesome and and yeah for your future process what's been the kind of ideal plan and um what are some paths that you you take so obviously you have to have a few so you can quickly jump over in case anything happens but what are some paths that you're looking at right now yeah, so the team that I'm with, Blonte Rosso, they're, they're like designing a program for young drivers, basically where we start in radicals, then we work our way through things like the LMP3 Cup and driving all those sorts of cars, getting experience in them, and then moving into the either the GT, the GT Australia Challenge or the Le Mans 24 Hours. So for me, I've got my eyes set on the Le Mans 24 Hour because obviously it's a big, it's like one of the biggest races, if not the biggest race in the world. And it's been, I've watched it heaps with my parents when I was a kid and it's always been a dream of mine to be involved in that event. So yeah, I'm very, very thankful that, that, that the team that I'm with now is going to sort of give me a path to that. And um, um, so for the step, obviously racing super sports in Australia, uh, what do you think is your ideal idea of your step into Europe? Obviously, because it's a it's a massive step from Australia. Competition, expense, everything is just two two steps ahead of Australia. So, what are, you, what are your kind of thoughts and what's your kind of process behind moving into Europe? Yes, obviously, as I said, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big change. There's a lot of things that will have to adjust to but at the moment I've, I've got that in the back of my mind but I'm just going to give everything that I've got to this year and get as much experience as I can so that when I go over to Europe it will become a lot easier because I, I find that for me personally I don't like to dwell on the hardships that are ahead I like to just focus on what's happening now and do, do the best I can in that environment because most likely that will help me when I take that next step and yeah as you said it is a very big one between like everything so yeah it will be a big step will be a big change but i'm confident that um, i will be prepared for it 
And do, do you want to walk through how the championship format is for the Super Sport and, and your, why you selected the team and your kind of process behind that? Yeah, so um, first of all, so Volante Rosso, they they were the team that I have, that I did the Formula 4 test at Winton in. So um, that was sort of like a start relationship. But the team owner, um, Josh Hunt, he, I've known him for years. And, and yeah, so the Radical, so we've got five rounds this year. The first one is at Sydney Motorsport Park. And then we go to Phillip Island. Then we've got Queensland Raceway, The Bend, and then Bathurst to finish off. And obviously, my main goal for this year is to be competing up the front. I know it's definitely a hard thing to do first year coming into the class, but I definitely want to show people my abilities and be fighting for the championship. And um, what are some personal goals that you have? So obviously the ideal goal is to win the championship. What are some um, step-by-step goals that right now you're in the process of completing so that you can compete, can complete that final goal? Yeah, so definitely I'm tuning up my endurance driving. So making like on the sim, I'm doing heaps of training of like just sitting there doing like 20 or 30 laps, just, just making sure that I'm consistent, making sure that when I've, when I'm on a, on a single set of tires, I'm still able to keep my time within three tenths of three tenths of a second each time. So I'm not losing too much time. And yeah, so the main thing that I want to really get out of it this year is to um, see like where I am in terms of my endurance driving, in terms of my fitness mentality and all those sort of things, and to get my name out there and show people that I've got what it takes. And then is your goal for next year to be in Europe or is it to um, go to America and do some endurance driving there or is, is it direct to Europe? So um, we actually we are 100% sure yeah, that that part of the pathway is still being formatted but we are definitely looking at the um the gt side of things we're definitely looking at that but regardless of where we where we are it will obviously be endurance based because of where the end goal is of being in the le mans 24 hour and and are there any teams um big teams like porsche bmw in the um hypercar class that you're looking at or is it um, gt cars or is it a mix of both um, I believe I believe for the Le Mans 24 hour it is a mix of both, but um, the team that I'm with they actually run Mercedes, so they did they ran the Mercedes GT3 at the Bathurst 12 at uh, Bathurst six hour sorry and received podiums and everything like that. So yeah, no, it was a 12 hour sorry. Yeah, they did very well there and they they um they yeah they use a Mercedes car, so most likely that's what I'll be driving in one or two years time. And and then your preparation, obviously, from a, from a radical to a GT car, is a massive change. It's about three times more power, double the weight, and um, a little bit less downforce. How are you going to um, be able to make that transition? Obviously, it's it's um, a whole flip on driving style, and obviously, it will be a GTE at Le Mans, so it won't have ABS. Um, or um, traction control, I don't think. So obviously that's a massive change in cars. Um, how do you think your adaptability, obviously from karting to cars now, has changed? And have you noticed any big changes in your driving recently to where you're becoming more consistent without having to put more, more effort in? Yeah, definitely. So I've been doing, making sure that whenever I'm training, whether it's on the sim or in a test in real life, that I'm being really smooth with my inputs because obviously for endurance racing, keeping the tyres in good condition 
is one of the main things. And yeah, absolutely. I don't, I, I don't believe those cars will have ABS and traction control. So yeah, definitely. It's going to take a lot of mental, mental focus and all that sort of thing to keep the car in a fast window for that amount of time. But yeah, at the moment, the main change I'm seeing with, in my driving style is going from more of like a aggressive sort of like 100% constantly on the tires like I was doing with the XLs because they're only like eight lap races, eight, eight laps and then the occasional 30 minute final to being much more smooth and make and still going 100% but making sure that I'm keeping the tyres in a good window, like minimising lockups, minimising understeer, like wheel spin, all those sort of things to make sure that I will be able to go the distance and keep my pace there. And for your, your kind of history in karting, what were some um, points that you've picked up along your career now that you look back and say, that helped me, but, you know, um, that helped me a lot. This actually hasn't helped um, transition the cars. Are there any things that you look back on karting that you've changed, you know, night and day driving style-wise? Um, not necessarily through my – I didn't really change my driving style much through my karting years, but one of the things that I definitely think helped me was I did um, a few nationals rounds and race of stars, which are obviously very, like, high-pressure events and I was able to compete mid-pack and even be at like running top top seven at a, a Bolivar in South Australia at Nationals. Um, so I guess just I learnt the skill there of making sure that I don't that I don't bottle under pressure. That sort of thing, making sure that I'm just still focusing on hitting my marks and all those sort of things. But mostly through the years of karting since um, I had a very good driver trainer at, from a very young age when I started. I didn't really have to change my driving style that much. So, yeah. Um, and if you could go back to your first ever race in karts, what, what would be some advice that you would give to yourself? Well, um, definitely be to not panic. And I remember one of the main things that I was doing was, I, I was obviously, since it was my first race, I wasn't overtaking as much. So I just had to say to myself, you've got to be confident that, that the tyres will grip because those go-karts do have a lot of grip. So I just have – the main advice I'll give to myself is don't panic, be smooth, and have confidence in the grip and the gear that you've got beneath you because in the end, that's what's carrying you towards these wins. And if you're not confident in the gear you've got, then it's not going to work out in the end. And and do you think now having a bit of experience now in cars, do you think that you – uh, are faring better in cars or were you better in carts? Uh, I think that I'm definitely faring better in cars at the moment. Um, obviously, I was still running quite well in, in go-karts, but I noticed that in my later years, like I'm talking in 2021, 2022, when I was starting that transition to cars, I was noticing that my that my car ability was definitely like one upping my go kart ability, so um yeah that's not less, that, that's not the main reason I made the switch to cars. Of course, it's just because that's the way that you that's where you need to go in order to get to where we need to be. But yeah, I definitely think that I'm faring better in the race cars than what I than what I was in the go karts. And for your uh, for your race preparation in carts and cars, do you have a different um, pre race routine for cars compared to carts? And do you have any superstitions that that carry over to the two categories? 
Um, so, well, I, I used to have a superstition in go-karts where I'd wear, I'd have like lucky socks. They have my, um, have my dog's face on them. I don't know why. That was just something that I always used to do. But, um, my pre-race routine for cars and, and it was, it was for go-karts as well, was just listening, listening to music before the race. And then when I'm sitting on the out grid, just closing my eyes, visualizing the first lap, making sure like, yeah. So when I visualize the first lap, just like sort of preparing scenarios in my head. So like, for example, if I get like a really good start and I've got to either like go through the middle of two people or hold off and take them on the next corner, that sort of thing. So definitely there's been a lot more pre-race routine into cars now because it's, um, I, I think it's more serious competition. But yeah, the main things that I do are listening to music to get me in, in the right headspace and then visualizing the first lap. And and with your test in the radical, um, what were some some points that of improvement, and what were some points where you already um, succeeded? Yeah, so um, I was uh, it was um it was actually there wasn't much that I had to improve on at that point because I obviously sort of just come off doing experience in another aero car, being the F four in Malaysia. But yeah, well, just one of the main things that I guess it always is for those cars without power steering is making sure that we're being smooth and that I'm not gripping gripping the wheel too tight. And part of that might have been that my gloves weren't designed for that type of wheel. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, one, this, the main improvements were just being smooth, consistent, and making sure that I'm saving the tyres. And uh, you did go, you did stay in go County for a long time. So obviously, you witnessed other drivers in a situation that you were previously. What what was some advice for young drivers they would give just in general life around karting and on the track? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, I remember there was um in my race team that I was in DP Car Superstore. There was yeah, there was a fair few younger guys. So I'd always just I'd always go go with them to the grid, make sure that they're calm and ready to go and one of the main things that i'd always tell them is just be smooth be confident in your ability and like i said before be confident in the cart that you've got underneath you um and just yeah and then sort of outside of the track i just always say to them like make sure you're doing like your training eating properly all that sort of thing just sort of things that are going to keep keep them in the right headspace for when it comes to the race weekend and and do you think uh, the kind of uh, is it for you more difficult to stay in the headspace for racing in cars or carts and or is it pretty similar for both? Oh, I think for me it's it's pretty similar for both because at the end of the day I'm still driving something with four wheels, so my head is wired in that. Yes, they're definitely very different, but I still see it as you know I'm racing, trying to be the best best that I can be. But yeah, the nerves for me are a little bit more in cars at the moment probably that could just be because i'm sort of new to the car front or it could just be because you got like a bigger heavier thing underneath you more power more speed and that sort of thing so yeah and and what were some highlights in your excel days in cars um for the races you did how many races did you do what were some big highlights um and what were some things that you learned throughout the process in cars yeah, so um, I think through 2021 and 2022, I did seven state rounds at Morgan Park Raceway. 
And um, yeah, they were very good. I remember the uh, the first race that I did. It was a very late decision to do it, but we thought it would be a good idea to get one or two races in before the start of the twenty twenty two season. And in that first race, like I got everything that I could have wanted out of the weekend. Like I got there was rain and there was rain, so I got some wet weather experience. There was oil spillage on the track. There was a lot of cars around me, so I got used to having that pressure as well. And um, yeah, so that's how many that's how many races I did, and that was probably probably the best thing to be honest was having that really good first race experience. And then I did um, quite a few test days at Queensland Racing, but unfortunately, I didn't get didn't get to race there. And um, I was going to compete in the nationals round for XLs at Morgan Park, but that unfortunately that fell on the weekend of the um, on the weekend after the uh, Ferrari Academy and since we were there from like when like since we were there till Wednesday Thursday we didn't actually have time to get back and get the car ready so yeah that was a bit unfortunate to miss that event of course but obviously I'd rather do the Ferrari event but yeah those are my highlights through the XLs and meeting people learning about the car learning about racing cars and all that sort of thing and and what do you think is probably your proudest moment in your in your whole career I'd have to say it would be the Ron Duffield Gold Award in karting because that that um award basically represented the best and fairest best and fairest driver and the one that sort of treated everyone nicely and and was like looked up to by a lot of people. So that was that's definitely what I'm most proud of, and I still hold that very close to my heart. And then obviously in a career that spanned for quite a quite a few many years. Um, what what were some hard moments and and how did they change you um, in your idea about racing? Yeah, so I get well. I guess my my idea about it has never really changed. But I guess when you have things happen in karting or in or in um car racing, like for example, you get knocked off the track or you make a mistake. I definitely in in the younger years of karting, I definitely let it get to me a little bit more. But now for about three or four years, I've just turned that turned that frustration into more drive and that's definitely um been paying off for me whether it be doing being able to like train a lot more that's giving me that extra motivation or even when i'm in the middle of a race if something bad happens instead of letting it get to me and then sort of spiraling out i use it as extra motivation to pick myself back up and then come back on and do and like make up the places that i lost and then in your driving style what do you think are some strong points you have um, and what 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 what's your kind of ratio of um, strengths? So what are some like three strong points and three points where you're working on improvement? Yeah, so uh, I think my strengths would definitely be adaptability. I find that I can like change from being aggressive to backing off and like saving tires, saving engine, all that all that sort of thing. Um, then, then I think it would also be in cars. We'd be overtaking and overtaking and defending. I think my to my race craft is quite good and um now moving into the aero cars some things that i need to improve on is um obviously just improving my brake trace making sure that that suits the car that i'm driving um being smooth with my hands and obviously now moving to a sequential gearbox i'll need to learn my way around that instead of having to deal with the um hate pattern gearbox so yeah those are the things those are my strengths and weaknesses um and in australia what would you say is your favorite track that you've driven on and then uh, what would be your favorite track that you could ever drive on um so i'd say my favorite track that i have that i have driven on would would be um if it's in australia it would be 
Oh, it would be Winton when I did that test day in the F4. Um, if we're talking about um, around the world, it would definitely be Sepang. And um, favorite track that I could drive on it would be Bathurst. So that's why I'm really looking forward to that one at the end of the year. And obviously Bathurst is a very special track, and I've driven on it as well uh, personally. And it, it, it's a beast of a track, especially in a radical. Uh, what's the preparation that you're putting in? Because that track requires 150%. So um, is there a lot of physical training, mental training, all this kind of stuff mixed together? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. That that track requires double the focus that any other track would because you get so close to the walls. Like you're there's there's always walls around you apart from that one straight down the back. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot a lot of mental training, a lot of a lot of laps on the sim, just practicing getting up close to the walls and not not letting not letting it bother me is definitely something that I need that I'll have in the back of my mind. And yeah, a lot, a lot of physical training as well because that track, as we know, you have to be ridiculously smooth. And sometimes, especially in cars without power steering, being smooth can be very difficult on your arms, hands, shoulder, core, everything like that. So there's a lot of physical and mental training. Yes. And from your few test days in a in a downforce car, um, how do you think um, you've transitioned from a car which is all mechanical grip to uh, to a car that requires downforce? Um, yeah, I think I've transitioned um, pretty well because um, I definitely – I think that I did all the necessary preparation I was required before going, so I was already familiar with the nature of that new car. So, um, yeah, I think the transition was really good. Obviously, like I said, there's still still a lot of improvements, but that's always the case when you start something new. Yeah, well, you've answered all my questions brilliantly. If there's anything else uh, you could think of to talk about or any questions you want to ask me, feel free. But – um, yeah, it was, it was super interesting to talk about your career and obviously uh, being very new to cars. I wish you all the luck, especially with Radicals this year. I've driven them personally at a few of those tracks and, you know, the Radicals are beast, and, but it's so much fun to drive. Um, so I'll, I'll make sure to keep watching you throughout, um, throughout the year and uh, wishing you all the best. Yeah, thank you so much, Max. And good luck for your stuff this year too. It looks awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, and yeah, we'll, st- we'll stay in touch. Thank you for listening to Path to the Podium. I'm your host, Max Mason. Listen in next Monday for another dive into the motorsport industry and what it takes to get to the podium. Keep sending it.